listening to the Rowdy Roundup Podcast with Jess and Joe. Now, now let's, let's get, get rowdy. rowdy. Hello, everyone. This is the Rowdy Roundup Podcast with your host, Joseph Hastings and Jessica Nabonis, aka Jess, because I feel like when people say Jessica, they're mad at me. <laughs> and I, I call you Jess if, yes. if you're all good with that. <laughs> works hey guys thank you so much for joining in we are going to give you some thoughts and you know just go over what we expect out of tomorrow's game against the san francisco 49ers joe how are you feeling about this game i'm feeling really good about this game i think the cowboys need to be motivated especially with it being flexed to a 1 p.m eastern time game that's that's the lower lower end of the total bowl right there you you know it's not even that we got the 425 Eastern game. It was the one o'clock one. So I think they're going to be very frustrated about that. I think they're going to come out motivated. And yeah, I think we're going to see a really good effort from this Cowboys team. What about you? Yeah, I think coming off of last week's win and a very good win at that, I think they're going to be a little bit more motivated and amped up as a team overall to continue to see wins across the board for hopefully the rest of their season. So I'm excited to see what they give us. And you know what? I rode this uh, celebration train all week, if you will. My Victory Monday lasted Monday through Saturday. So I'm hoping to continue celebrating a Cowboys win. I'm hopeful. And I think they are more than capable of beating the 49ers. I really am. When's the last time we've gotten back-to-back wins? I, I can't remember. It's been it's been over a year because we haven't had one yeah. this season. It's been it, this would be really good for Cowboy fans, even if the Washington football team wins and puts us out of the race. It'd just be good to have some momentum carrying over to 2021. Yeah, I think it would be really good to end the season on a better note, if you will. I won't say a good note because overall, I think this season isn't a good one. And, you know, we've talked about this before. There's multiple reasons why this season has ended up being like it has, but I think ending it on a better note and definitely shooting to be much better than they were this season for next season, but you know, we're still in it. So that is the craziest thing to me that even though we have a losing record, we're still in this, we can still go to the playoffs. That is just such a 2020 thing right and you know I'll even say it's a NFC East thing but especially this season it's a little disappointing because we had all the right things right we have all of the key players we need and you know I I knew going into the season it would be an adjustment season because of the new coaching staff however I I can't stress it enough I think Dak uh, getting injured definitely played a toll on what we saw this season because there were plenty of games looking back that Dak could have played a key part in in making the loss a victory but I am like we covered last time happy that we do have Andy Dalton as our backup so I'm just hopeful to end the season on a good note <laughs> well you you touched on Dak Prescott obviously he's out for the season and there, there's a couple cowboy players a few of them who are uh you know on the injury report for this game against the San Francisco 49ers we have Xavier Woods, who has a groin injury. He's listed as questionable. And, it, you know, I talked to you before about how disappointed and how disgusted I was by Xavier Woods' quote about not giving 100% on every play. You know, Xavier, if, if you're listening to this somehow, you get the excuse this time around. It, you, you are truly dealing with an injury. So yeah. 
don't expect you to give 100% on every play. You know, it's a little disappointing that he does end up on the injury report this week because he had such a good game last week. So I was excited to see him be another key player going into this game with the 49ers. But um, yeah, Mike McCarthy did say on Friday morning that he is expected to play. So again, we could see some playing time out of him. I just don't think he's going to look like he did last week, which is a bit of a bummer. And speaking of the defense, I, I think they've taken the most toll other than Dak Prescott, obviously, as far as injuries go for us this season. And um, we have some other players that are expected to make the return, get some playing time, maybe including Cheeto, Diggs, Brown, and Wilson. I think if the defense played like they did last week and you add in all of these other key players that do know how to make those great plays, especially when we need them, when they're hot, right? They're really hot, but when they're cold, they're very cold. So I think it can only help them to see these guys coming off of the injury list and getting back in the game, especially against the 49ers like we had talked about last week. This is a rivalry-fueled game. So I think the players feel it, and I think the coaching staff feels it. So even though it's not a division game per se, it's you know not the NFC East, but I think it's going to be a game that amps up the players to win for the rivalry reasons, if you will. I mean, the, both of these teams have had multiple Hall of Fame quarterbacks uh, throughout their franchise's history. Both of them have five Super Bowls. I mean, these are two teams, especially in the 80s and 90s, who were the faces of the NFL in terms of who people looked at as, you know, the cream of the crop. So although they're not like that this this time around this season, uh, both of them lost their starting quarterbacks, although Jimmy G could return this year. Yeah. You know, it still has that rivalry like you talked about, that, yeah. that rivalry um, feel in there. And I, I believe some of the players will be, amped up about it on our side, you know, um, you know, although some of them may not understand the, you know, may not know the history of Cowboys and 49ers. I'm really excited about it. So, um, you know, you, you mentioned it before about the defense being hot and cold and, you know, some of those players, Trayvon Diggs is one of those players, you know, I'm kind of giving him an excuse because he's a rookie. He's somebody who, you know, always seems to be like in, in the right position, but just doesn't, it doesn't make the play. And he's somebody that I'm very excited about because I think he has really good long-term potential. Chidobe Awuzie, I'm kind of, I'm kind of out on him at this point. Um, you know, I, I, I like him. I liked him coming out of Colorado, but like he hasn't taken that next step for me. But honestly, the way this defense has um, played throughout, pretty much for most of the season, any, any reinforcements that we can get is great. So it's good that they're coming back. Another player who's questionable uh, for this game alongside Xavier Woods is Ezekiel Elliott with yep. a uh, with a calf injury. And honestly, the way Zeke has been playing this year, I love Ezekiel Elliott. You know, he was my dude coming out of Ohio State. But the way he's oh, played this year, you, you oh. could have convinced me that he had a calf injury throughout most of this year. And I, I honestly wouldn't have been surprised because yeah. the way he ran last, last weekend against the Bengals with that same calf injury is the way he's looked all year round. So... Um, you know, part of me would say just shut him down for the rest of the season, get healthy for the next year. Other part is I want to see I want to see Ezekiel take another step and show some some signs of that old Zeke, that 2016 2017 Zeke. So, what are your thoughts on Zeke? How, how do you think he'll show up this this game? Yeah, Joe, you make a really good point there as far as he looks the same with a calf injury, and you know we really don't know how long this calf injury has been bothering him essentially because to me Zeke just doesn't look like Zeke 
this season. And it is disappointing to see when you have your second string quarterback or quarterback, excuse me, running back, uh, making better plays than him. So Tony Pollard, I think, is going to have a good game. I think he's more than capable of having a great game. But I also, you know, maybe Cowboys fans aren't going to like this. I don't know how much longer Zeke's going to have that starting spot if he doesn't start looking like old Zeke. Tony Pollard has beast mode potential, and we've seen it all season. He's really been the better running back this season, calf injury or not. I think Zeke needs to step it up, and I'm going to give him a pass this week because of the injury. However, I think come next season, there's going to be – to me, I think there should be – a little bit more of a microscope on the running back position to who gets to start a little bit more often, because I will say it. I think Tony Pollard earned his starting spot um, solely based on this season alone. And he is also my game MVP this week. So I expect to see very big things from Mr. Pollard this weekend. Um, But with Zeke, yeah, you know, I, I do expect him to get the ball as minimal as possible. And I would rather him do that if it means keeping this injury where it is and not making it anything worse that can impact him, impact him in the future, especially because our playoff run is so questionable right now. It's possible, it's likely, but it's still questionable. I don't want him to put all of his energy and effort into the right now when we have somebody like Tony Pollard behind him, because if we do make it to the playoffs, I think that's when essentially we'll need Zeke a little bit more. And if we don't, even better, we can reserve him for um, next season. Yeah, you make really good points, especially about Tony Pollard. I think if if you take the contracts out of it and you're just looking at the two players, who they are right now, forgetting about the past, forgetting about who was the number four overall pick or who was, you know, a later draft round pick, Ezekiel Elliott would be uh, backing up Tony Pollard at this point, in my opinion, because Tony Pollard runs better in this in this Cowboys offense and what I mean is this Cowboys offense uh, offensive line especially isn't opening up enough holes as as we've seen from 2016-2017 when Zeke had really good seasons in terms of rush yards per game Tony Pollard those those holes aren't open aren't open too long but Tony Pollard is getting there because he's so quick he's so elusive he can make something out of nothing and Zeke kind of does that like Zeke will take contact and then you know give you another another yard or two but he just doesn't have that explosiveness I mean he's had two runs of 20 yards or more this season and one of them he fumbled against the Cleveland Browns I mean this just this isn't the same guy that you know we're used to seeing and for someone who's 25 it's like it's it's really really appalling you know usually a running back wear down maybe around 28 29 and that's why they designed the contract so once Zeke gets up in those later years, they could probably get out from underneath the contract. But they weren't expecting this at 25. Wow. The, the know, production has gone down significantly. Yeah. yeah and I, I want to say for this season alone, I will give Zeke a little bit more of a pass simply, simply because you don't have Dak Prescott in, you don't have that chemistry. To me, it doesn't seem like Andy Dalton has a good chemistry with Zeke, and I feel like he has it more with Tony Pollard, so that could easily be why we see more of the Tony Pollard plays. But again, yeah, I think going into the future, Zeke is going to be somebody we have to keep a little bit of a closer eye on as far as 
what his future holds. I think it'll be in Dallas, but I also don't know if it'll be more of a starting position going forward. And I don't like saying that. I am a Zeke fan. I love when the guy eats, right? He made his 26-yard run last weekend, and I was all for it. I found myself cheering like I would cheer for old Zeke. But when that's your um, highest run of the season, there's a problem with that. And again, it hasn't been a great season. Like you said, the holes just aren't open for Zeke or even Tony Pollard. But the difference is Tony's making it work. Zeke really isn't. So yeah, I, I think we're we're going to see more Tony Pollard this week because of that injury, and I'm excited for it overall. So um, going on to that, we were talking about um, how this game has been flexed, and I know you had your own feelings about it, but you were also telling me some stuff you were reading about it from across the NFL, I will say. Go ahead. Give me the lowdown on what you heard about people saying uh, about this game being flexed. Or is it just us being upset, dramatic Cowboys fans? Or do we have a reason to be upset, Cowboys fans, about this? Okay, so I'm actually upset. You know, obviously I'm upset at, at what happened. But I understand it from the NFL's perspective. The Cowboys aren't an appealing team right now to put on TV. They just, they're... I, I want to put it in nice terms. And this is as nice as I can say it. They're hot garbage. They... They, they really just, they don't show up at times. You know, that Monday night football game against the Arizona Cardinals really showed that this team just isn't a primetime team. You can't, you can't market this team anymore. And even as true Cowboy fans, it's getting tough watching them because, you know, they're just, some of the things that occur, especially with what, what Jalen Smith said this week, just kind of itches you. Jalen Smith said that he didn't even know about the flex in the game up until a couple of days ago, what? Yes. You, you didn't know? You, yes. You did not know that the game got flexed. It wasn't from eight to four or, or, or four to one. This was from eight to one. You, you went from primetime, the only team, along with the 49ers playing at one particular time versus you're playing along with uh, uh, 10 other matchups. So that's a huge difference. And the fact that you just found out about that, come on now, that, that kind of stuff makes me upset at this team. You know, you have to, you have to be, you have to care that you're not on prime time, that people, uh, the NFL has deemed the product that the Cowboys have put on the field as not fit for primetime football. That should really get them upset. And it got, it got me upset that Jalen just found out about it. Yeah. And, so, um, you know, I think with that, it, it goes along to the lack of motivation this entire team has. And as much as I want to say it's because of Dak being out for the season, I think it starts with coaching because I think even before Dak got injured, he was feeling a bit of that lack of motivation from the coaching staff. And given, like I keep mentioning, we knew this season was going to look much different than it has from our Jason Garrett era, right? But I, I think there's a difference in, you know, just seeing a different team and seeing a very unmotivated team. And we are seeing a very unmotivated team that it's almost scary. And so, yeah, Mike McCarthy, I, I don't know. I think it kind of just stems from coaching at this point. He's not going anywhere. We know Mike McCarthy is not going anywhere. Mike Nolan, his, his future in Dallas is uh, probably coming a little bit closer to an end. So for me, you know, I don't want anybody to lose their job, but adios, my friend, I, I have seen enough of, his coaching style this season. I don't think it works for our defense. I think um, I, I'm not sure why it just doesn't click, but I think it can be a good thing 
for us to see a new defensive coordinator next season. And I'm hoping it'll be somebody that motivates their defense a little bit more like Jalen Smith. And I, you know, I hope they would make it a bigger deal that they got flexed out of a primetime spot, because to me, that shows that they're done with this season. So. And, and you brought up Mike McCarthy before, um, and, and we're, we're going to get to the defense and the lack of motivation here in a second, but I want to bring up this quote from Mike McCarthy. So I'm going to read it to you uh, very, uh, very straight to the point, but I didn't like what he said. All right. He said, uh, when talking about the game being flexed, I think it's a reflection of where we are right now as a football team. I mean, these are the type of things that I guess happen when you're not successful. We're disappointed. Make no bones about it. What? Come on, Mike McCarthy. You got to give me something. You got to give me some, some passion, some, some anger that you're not, that you're not being able to coach and your team is not being able to play in prime time. And you're saying, I guess, you know, we're disappointed. Right. Like, like this team seemed contempt with me moved from 815 at night at that prime time spot on Sunday night football to being one of the middle of the pack um, games on Sunday afternoon. And as a, as a fan, it makes me upset that I'm more upset about this happening than the team is. You know, that, that's something that I really just, that make no bones about it to quote Mike McCarthy. I'm upset about that. <laughs> You're making bones about it for them. I, I mean, I'm with you. I'm upset about it. And I don't, I don't understand how your head coach is not upset about it. I mean, Mike McCarthy, you're the coach of the Dallas Cowboys of America's team. When has this team ever been flexed out of a primetime spot? Has it happened before? Because if not, that's not a milestone you want to make for the Cowboys as a head coach. And I, I just cannot agree with his lack of passion for it. Like, like you put it, um, I hate to play the, the comparison game. You know, I'm a Jason Garrett fan and I'm sorry, but Mr. Jason Garrett would have sat there and said, this is unacceptable. We need to do better because that's simply what they should be doing. And, and I think with Jason Garrett, he said things because he meant it, not because he says things to say things like Mike McCarthy, on the other hand, I don't know why he's not more fired up about it. And again, I understand it's been such an unprecedented season, but it's been unprecedented for almost every team in the NFL in some way, shape or form, you have a pandemic, you have injuries nonstop this season. Every team has had their own struggle, but the Cowboys are not the only team that started this season with a new coach. So what's the, what's the issue here? And like I said, as a, as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, your standards are a little bit higher than the other teams in the league because they are America's team. It's the lack of motivation for me is is how I'm going to put it because it's very frustrating that it, it it boils your blood as a fan to to hear those kind of responses that almost seem scripted for him and you know come on we're we're both journalists here we know how this stuff works we know coaches are supposed to say things and not supposed to say other things it's a PR game but right now Mike McCarthy doesn't need to be playing the PR game he needs to play the head coach which is his job. And to me, when you see your coach or your team having that kind of lack of motivation, that falls on you and that needs to be fixed because who's to say with even all of your key players back next season, this attitude's not going to go away. That's, that's, an, that's an excellent point. And I, I really like how you said that, you know, the standards of being a Dallas Cowboys head coach is different than any other NFL team. 
And he could have gone away with that quote, maybe in Green Bay, maybe if he, you know, was coaching the Jets or something that like that. Maybe you get away with a quote with, you know, a team like that. But this is the Dallas Cowboys. You know, they, we have different standards. We have different expectations. And so does the fan base. Um, and speaking of, you know, the Dallas Cowboys fan base, uh, Darren Woodson, he's He's not. He's a part of the fan base now. He was a he, he was a great uh, defensive back for us back in the 1990s. He came out and absolutely ripped the the Dallas Cowboys this week when talking to CowboysSI.com. I really want to touch on this because you brought it up last week when talking about the tackling, and he went all in 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 this quote here talking about that. So he said, "The way they play, it makes a competitor in you cringe. It was my job to hit people, to punish quarterbacks." to have my teammates backs. But these guys, I don't know. They're helping up runners, giving love taps on helmets. After the game, sure, it's a brotherhood. But between the lines, where's the animosity? We just don't see the anger in this team, in this defense's veins. We see tackling like they're playing flag football. That's why this season, ha- they've been gashed. And that's everything that we've talked about in a nutshell. Darren Woodson absolutely laid it out perfectly for us. This team just... You, the, the tackling isn't there. You know, the, the motivation isn't there, as you talked about. It doesn't seem like there's enough passion coming from this team. And I know I wasn't a big Jason Garrett guy. But for one thing, he had his guys ready to go every single Sunday, Thursday, Monday, you you, you name it. Sometimes, I didn't like his coaching style at times. I thought he played a little bit too conservative. But he had his guys ready to play, and they wanted to play for him. Right. And this team right here just doesn't seem like they want to play for Mike McCarthy. I don't know if it's... COVID-19, COVID you know, the pandemic, uh, everyone's just kind of ready to move on from this year. You know, you mentioned after Dak got hurt, you know, p- people probably may have checked out. But even when Tony Romo, when Tony Romo went down in 2015 and we were 4-12 on that season, Jason Garrett had these guys ready to go. And this team right here, I, th- that team didn't have any chance at making the playoffs. This team still has a chance at making the playoffs but seems like they've mailed it in at times. Um, you know, yeah. I'm glad they got the win against Cincinnati, but er- everything Darren Woodson said was on the money. Absolutely. Yeah, you know what? That was the first time I heard that quote. And I I will say, obviously, since the 90s, the rules and regulations in the NFL, as far as what's allowed and what's not, um, has changed drastically. Of course, we want the players to play in a safe way. So I'm not saying you go helmet to helmet on the quarterback or do anything like that. But I'm just saying there is a lack of aggression that you need to be a successful defense. And the tackling, I'm telling you, that has been driving me crazy for weeks. You goodness gracious, you see it happening. And it's not just a one time during the game kind of thing. You see the lack of wrapping up, the lack of completing a tackle every game almost every play and to me again it goes back on coaching and it's just so frustrating to see and I don't know how Jerry Jones is not livid about this situation in Dallas in you know in his palace if you will I don't know how he's not infuriated like we are so again I will completely agree with that quote because it's it's spot on and it's sad that those are the kind of comments the Cowboys get this 2020 season. I just really, really hope going into the offseason necessary changes are made. Obviously, Mike McCarthy's not going anywhere, but 
I think an attitude adjustment would be nice as far as, um, you know, realization you are the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. You need to act like it. And I think that needs to come from Jerry Jones, if not Stephen Jones, to tell him that. Because if not, is this kind of mentality, like I said, going to drag on for the remainder of the Mike McCarthy era? And who knows how long that will be. I do not have it in me to see the Cowboys play like this for eight years, 10 years another year, another month. Honestly, I, I really hope going forward, the whole Dallas Cowboys organization can sit down and reevaluate why this season is like it is and not because of COVID, not because of the injuries, not because of Dak Prescott being out, but simply because of the mentality this team is under right now. No, really good, great points right there. I can't disagree with anything that you just said. Um, and, and going over to this, to this game against San Francisco, I think that would be a, a really good game that can show uh, some positive signs going toward 2021, in my opinion, as I mentioned before. And, you know, maybe restore a little bit of some faith in Mike McCarthy. Let's get into it. What's your prediction for the game? How do you think that it's going to play out, Jess? I don't think it'll be a high-scoring game for either team. If our defense is looking good, if they are deciding to show up to the game tomorrow, I think we can hold them to 20, I'll say 20 points. I'm going to be hopeful. Um, I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game. I think if anything, it's going to be a very close game. I'm talking like a field goal difference. And I only bring that up because we know how our offense can settle for field goals. And uh, even though we won last week and, and, you know, we talked about how, um, Andy Dalton wasn't the difference maker in that win. We settled for field goals anyways, even with a win last week. So I'm really hoping, and I keep saying this over and over and over again, I'm really hoping that we don't do that again this week because that's not going to win us a game. Settling for field goals will not win this game. And if we do, it's going to be our demise, if you will, like it has been all season long. So I, I think we are capable of winning. I'm going to pick the Cowboys like I will every single week because I'm hopeful and I know they have potential to win. I just think it's going to be a very close game, but it's going to be a very high energy game for both teams. What about you? No doubt about it. And, and you got Tony Pollard as your game MVP, yes. correct? Yes, Tony Pollard, my game MVP. I'm expecting big, big things from Tony Pollard this game. Again, we're not going to see a lot of Zeke that's because of his calf injury. Um, I would rather him rest up. So let my boy Tony Pollard eat, right? He he's yeah. gonna he's gonna see some good yardage, um, I think. And and I think going from last week, Andy Dalton was my close second MVP because I think he is feeling that high from what it feels like to be um, a winning Dallas Cowboys quarterback. And I would hope that Andy Dalton has it in him to continue onward with that trend. What about you? Who's your game MVP? Oh, I'm, I'm going to go with CeeDee Lamb for this one. And, and that's kind of an interesting pick because the Cowboys have three wide receivers who are excellent, who, are, who could be number one wide receivers on any NFL team. But I just feel like CeeDee Lamb is just going to tear uh, San Francisco, you know, down middle he's going to be running slant routes all game he's going to be running out routes and 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 working their dbs and he he has something to prove i think to himself you know he he missed a couple of touchdown grabs that he probably should have um should have had one was kind of a hail mary where it was it was tough for him to get um but I, i'm really feeling like cd lamb is going to break out this game i think that he has it in him um amari cooper 
may have a solid game, but I think Andy's going to find CD a lot. I think also CD's going to be uh, pivotal in, in punt returns. It's about time our special team shows up. And you, you saw, you've seen Tony Pollard uh, take, take a couple of kickoff returns past the midfield. I, I think our, our special team needs a little bit of a revamp, and I think CD will provide that for us. Yeah. As for the prediction for the game, I'm going with the Cowboys, of course. Like, th- th- there's no doubt about it. We're playing at home. We, I would imagine that some of us are fired up about being flexed to a, to a 1 p.m. game. I would hope so, and that that most of the team would know, unlike unlike Jalen Smith, uh, that we are being flexed and we will be playing at one o'clock. So, I, I would want I would want our guys to be fired up, and I think that they will. I also look at San Francisco, and this is a team that is kind of going, been up and down this year. They've actually played pretty competitively, considering. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, um, you know, hasn't been there the last few weeks. And, you know, we don't know necessarily when he'll be back. But this team lost to to uh, Washington last week, um, you know, on the road. And I think that, you know, coming back to Dallas here, uh, they're, they're they're just ready to go back to, San, to Arizona, which is where they're going to be playing now for the rest of the season. Uh, they're ready to go back to Arizona and close out the season. They know this season's a wash for them. Whereas we're up with us. We, we still actually have legit, a legitimate hope here um, in, in comparison to the 49ers. I think we're going to come out with a little bit more passion, a little bit more fire. Um, I, do, I think you mentioned it last week. I think the home crowd will play a difference for us. Hopefully, hopefully our fans show out this game, which I think they will. Cowboys Nation, I'm really rooting yes. for you. I'm yes, not going to be, be there. But you go to the game. Please wear your mask. I can't tell you how frustrating it is when I see, you know, the camera panning to the crowd and then they're not wearing their masks and that worries me. Protect your players, please. Go support the Cowboys if you can and you're able, but please remember we are in a pandemic. Please, please, please. It's all great and nice to have these things, but Tony Romo, my guy, our guy, our our podcast MVP forever, I, I'm going to call him. He did mention um, that he thinks the NFL is doing a great job at taking care of the COVID precautions. And I'm going to agree because, yes, there's been COVID cases within the NFL, but that contact tracing has just worked wonders for the NFL. So I, I, I think, yes, we need fans to show up give them a home field advantage because the cowboys are one organization that made sure there was a home field advantage and you know i would i would arguably say a lot of nfl teams don't have a home field advantage this season so take advantage of it because we do and the last time i went to a 49ers game the whole stadium was maroon and i didn't like that that was uncomfortable to be in your own home stadium in a sea of red and no blue. So, yes, please, Cowboys fans, show up, be pumped up. Like Joe said, there's still so much more potential for this season. And even if there's not, you got to go through the good, the bad, and the ugly as a Cowboys fan always. I think that's why we get along. We just agree with that mantra that no matter what happens, we're Cowboys fans and we stick by them. Even if they upset us and give us that seasonal anxiety and that seasonal Cowboys ulcer, right, that we all have in our stomachs. And uh, I, I, I'm excited for this game. I, I think it'll be a, a refreshing game for us if they do play well and they are motivated this week. I think that's 
really the difference maker in our great games this season and our the rest of them. <laughs> I'll say it that way. Yes. Well, I, I, I'm going to go with 31-27 here. And for all the reasons you mentioned there, you know, I'm, I'm definitely excited about the home field advantage. You know, I think the players are going to be motivated. I'm really excited about this week. And you know why I'm even more excited about this week? Oh, I already know, but you tell me. I already know because yes. I know you. I, I'm sniffing. I, oh. I can smell it. 0 and 3 from the NFC East, the rest of the NFC East this week. Oh, yes. I yes. knew it. I knew you were going there. And, and you know, Cowboys fans, you mentioned before we started recording are going to be a little upset with me this week. I'm sorry, Cowboys fans. I don't sniff an 0 and 3 NFC East week for us. I. <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be the realistic one here, Joe. I'm trying very, very hard to be realistic. And it's only because of this. Look, so Washington plays Seattle this week. I think Seattle's more than capable of giving Washington a big fat L uh, for the season. New York plays Cleveland, which I'm so salty about us being flexed out of our spot. I hope they lose. I hope they have the worst loss of this season, and I hope they score no points. I hope it's an ugly game for New York. There we go. There's my bad juju in the universe for that game. However, Cowboys fans, hear me out. I don't know if the Eagles can beat the Cardinals. I'm a little on the fence about it. However, I do think the quarterback change for the Eagles was – the best thing because going into the rest of the season I think they knew they were going to see nothing but losses if they kept wins in I just don't know if they can pull off a win against the Cardinals um or um excuse me if the Cardinals can I don't know I I don't know what I'm saying all I'm saying is I don't think the Eagles are going to lose this week um that's what I'm trying to get at here I'm just trying to tippy toe around it because I don't want to upset Cowboys fans don't at me I'm just trying to be realistic. And mostly it's because our luck is being Cowboys fans. And, and you know, it's going to come down to one game, if anything, around the NFC East. So I'm going to say it's going to be a silly week like this where there's no divisional games. And, you know, I, I'm just going to say that. I, I think it's going to come down to something so small on who wins the NFC East. It could be a week like this week that we don't have any divisional games you know, in the NFC East against each other. But I do think that um, the Eagles will win. We do not like that. We do not like that. I absolutely. I, I am sorry. completely diametrically 100% opposed to everything <laughs> that you just said in that last part about the Eagles. The, the one team that I will never, ever in my life as a Cowboys fan, make a prediction in favor of is the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, but I, when we do that, then they end up winning. That's the issue with being a Cowboys fan is our bad juju. We have to decide where we spread it because every time I'm like dead set, the Eagles are going to lose this week. I don't know where they pull a win out of, but <laughs> they win every time. So I'm going to try some reverse psychology on the universe here and say they're going to win just so they lose that's what I'm going to try. And you know what? I, I don't know, Joe, I, I just, I never want the Eagles to win. So if they lost the rest of their games this season, ah, 
sad. Not really, you know, but I, I do think, I do think they are capable of winning, especially with their uh, quarterback change. So that's all I'm going to say on that. I'm sorry, Cowboys fans. Don't hate me. I think we're going to win this, this uh, game tomorrow as well. I think we will be more than capable of doing that again. I really just hope we see more motivation out of our boys because unfortunately our season might be very close to coming to a close. So if that's the case, I want to end it on a better note. Like I said, I'm not going to say a good note because this season's not good. Just a better no. note. <laughs> no, there has been honestly very few good things in the season. They've been few and far in between, but Hey, we're looking forward to 2021. Yes. It's going to be a good year. We're going to put all our good juju over there. But I'm going to put all, all the bad juju that I have in me as a Cowboy fan. It's going to the NFC East. It's going, yeah. it's going to be spread equally. It's going to be in Washington when they take on Seattle. It's going to be in New York when they take on <laughs> Cleveland Browns. And it's going to be in Arizona when the Eagles play the Cardinals and the Cardinals whoop them. That, that's, the, that's the only game that matters for me. So right. uh, we'll, we'll see what, what occurs this weekend. But anyway... As long as the Cowboys come out on top, that's fine for me. Yep. So, If we're the only team with a win out of the NFC East this week, it was a good week. It's always a good week. And, you know, I just – I'm really hopeful that they're going to win. I'm hopeful that the Cowboys are going to win tomorrow. Oh, Cowboys, please. All the good juju going towards the Cowboys. We need a win. We need to show these guys there's a reason to stay motivated. And it's because they do have a really good team when they all play to their best capabilities. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm saying that because the facts are there. The players are there. Your, your, your key things that we need are there starting next season because, yes, we need Dak Prescott. I'm a full believer that we need Dak Prescott to go further. But – yeah, I all the bad juju to those three games. I just, yeah, I hate being that fan. I'm not rooting for the Eagles. I'm making that very clear, you guys. I just don't know if the Cardinals can pull an upset like they need to. Awesome. Well, we appreciate everyone staying tuned for this Rowdy Roundup podcast and tuning in. You can follow us on social media on all platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or even on TikTok. Uh, go subscribe to our YouTube page where you can watch our beautiful faces while we talk during this podcast instead of on Spotify. And be sure to subscribe on there. Just type in the Rowdy Roundup podcast. Jess, it was great talking with you once again. And I'll see you on Sunday after we get another victory back-to-back -back dubs. We are going to be talking all things Cowboys winning on Sunday. And we will talk to you guys by Monday morning. So... Go Cowboys. Let's get that win. Go Cowboys. <laughs>